fasten your seatbelts. This is The Jay Sheldon Show. And this is going to be a Jay Sheldon Show like you never saw before. Why do I sound like Alex Jones? I don't know. <laughs> I just started that way. Ah, it is weird. It's what I don't even know what day it is. I am so confused. It's Thursday. Blah day of the week. Okay, Tuesday gets the first one, but Thursday gets the second one. <clears throat> so, yeah, this is going to be a weird one, and I'll tell you why. Confession time. I didn't prepare anything for today's show. I had so much going on today. It was absolutely crazy. I had no time last night to put anything together. So I thought, you know what? We're just going to do one of those insane kind of shows. I've done them once before where we didn't prep anything. We're going to do it all live. We'll get some comments. We'll make comments. We'll find out some stuff. We'll check out Twitter. We'll check out some news sites. Anyway, bottom line, welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <laughs> oh, man, I'm telling you, it's been, it really, seriously, it has been a Thursday from hell. But we're going to get through it. Uh, smoking Chesterfields or Paul Malls? <laughs> Chesterfields, yeah. You know, I remember, and this is what this show is going to be a bit about. I remember my dad. He was a big smoker, big, big smoker. He's since passed on. He used to smoke camel straights. I don't think they even make straights, non-filtered cigarettes anymore, do they? Do they still make non-filters? I mean, if any of them, I suppose it probably would be camels. But man, those things, they were just, you could just see the tar and nicotine sucking into your lungs from those things. Aladdin, good to have you in the show. Hey, welcome. Last night, before we get... Well, last night I did my last story, which is always something amazing, uh, about this 109-year-old Thai Buddhist. It was incredible. It was actual footage of this 109-year-old Buddhist monk. Wow. Um, smoking man from X-Files. Yeah, <laughs> you remember that? I used to love that show. I was so addicted. And then, you know, the last couple seasons, it just kind of turned to shit. It was not, not the best, but still good. But the beginning part, the first seasons of X-Files, mm, loved it. Totally addicted. Anyway, okay. So when I showed the, uh, the Buddhist monk, 109-year-old monk last night, it made me remember something that I had not thought about in a very, very long time. Maybe you'll find this interesting. Maybe you won't. Bear with me. On my first ever trip to Thailand, and I've been many times, but my first ever trip to Thailand, I had a dear friend who showed me around, took me different places, went to Chiang Mai, uh, went to um, Phuket. Uh, we stayed mostly in the suburbs of Bangkok. But when we were in uh, Bangkok, outskirts, not the city. We toured a temple and the Thai temples, if you've never been to one, are amazing. They are so beautiful. Thai Buddhism, Buddhism is Theravada Buddhism. I'm probably not saying it exactly right. But I spoke at the time a little bit of Thai. Now I haven't used it in ages. My Thai is 
other than Swati Cup and Kapkun Manda Cup, my tie is gone. Anyway, I went to uh, check out this temple, and it was beautiful. The stairs going up had this hand railing, giant, huge hand railing, which was a serpent, a dragon, actually. Started at the bottom with the big dragon head, and then it went all the way up the mountain. It was an, absolutely incredible. So my friend being Thai, so he and I went uh, into this place where you could meet one of the monks and they would give you a blessing. Now, there are all kinds of amazing protocols about being in temples. You have to be barefoot, no shoes, of course. But when you're going in to see this very old monk, you have to be on your hands and knees. You have to crawl across the floor to this guy. And he then gives you a blessing. And sitting beside the monk, there's this little tree stand rack of all these little amulets. And they're plastic and they're just, you know, for the tourist kind of things. But the monk said something to my friend in Thai. And he reached into a box he had behind him, like a little treasure box. And he grabbed an amulet and he put it around my neck. And he said some blessing or something when he did it. And when we got out of the temple, my friend was beside himself. He said, you have no idea what just happened. He said, the monk told me that when you, it's kind of embarrassing saying this, it's about me, but the monk told him that when I entered the temple, the monk felt something special about me. I, please, maybe he, you know, was indigestion. I don't know. But he wanted me to have one of his personal amulets, not one of these touristy things off to the side. And that is what he gave me, one of his personal amulets. And I have it to this day. I treasure this among my highest treasures. Uh, I don't think you can actually see it. I don't know if it will focus in on that. They are very common in Thailand, and they're very valuable. And a friend of my friend's who deals in these antiquities said this, which is in an actual gold case, real gold. This is an ancient amulet, amulet and I mean, the, the chain is one thing, but it's this part here that was given to me by this monk with a blessing. And I have kept this, this must have been 15 years ago. I have kept this ever since. I cherish it. <clears throat> it is amazing. And I am so, I don't want to say proud. Proud's not the right, right word, but it's just, it was, what a blessing. What an absolute blessing. Whether you believe in that sort of thing or Buddhism or blessings from monks, doesn't matter. This was just such an honor to receive this from this monk. It was incredible. One of the thrills of my life, and I had a lot of them. So, I told you that briefly last night. I told you I'd tell you the rest of the story tonight. There you go. There's the amulet. It is, uh, 
It is one of the most valuable. And by the way, it's valuable for lots of reasons, but financially valuable? The guy who's the antique dealer told me that thing is worth a lot. I would never in a million years uh, sell it, of course, but it's worth a ton. Uh, no, Pete bug bag, butt bag. It did not come with a tie hooker. <laughs> Why is it? You know, Thailand has so many amazing things. And yes, the sex is freely available in Thailand and you can pay for it. And it's perfectly acceptable. But that's funny that that is one of the first things everybody always thinks about are the Thai hookers. Thailand, you went. Yeah. <laughs> Racist, sexist, homophobe. By the way, thank you for the follow. I appreciate it. Laden, Pete Budbeg, thank you. Budbeg, um, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your follows. Appreciate that. Uh, like tunnel rats in Nam. Yeah, like tunnel rats in Nam. Man, haven't heard that phrase in a long time. Wow. All right. Hey, we got to tell you about Blackout Coffee. And please, if you have not been over to Blackout Coffee, do check them out. They're one of our sponsors. And one of the reasons we bring them on board is we love working with American companies that support us, conservatives, our values, our beliefs, honesty, integrity, family, all the good stuff that makes America great. And we're going to make America great again. We are MAGA. We believe in prayer, hard work, good manners. We keep this country rolling. We're not looking for a fight. But if one comes along, we won't back down. Blackout Coffee is one of the most amazing American companies you will ever find. That's one thing. That's fine. But if you don't make a good product, you ain't doing nothing. Let me tell you. Blackout Coffee makes one of the most amazing coffees you will ever taste. I drink it. I drink nothing but that, and it is incredible. It's beans. They're fresh roasted when you order. Only when you order, they roast your beans, ship them out. Within less than a week, there is a fresh roasted bag of beans at your door. Come in all different kinds of roast, Brutal Awakening, Morning Reaper, 2A, which stands for Second Amendment, by the way. Signature blends, partner roasts, flavored coffee, this chocolate cherry and cinnamon French toast are incredible. If you use coffee pods, they've got those too. They also have teas and hot cocos. Five pound bags if you're that into coffee like I am. But these products, folks, they are incredible. Of course, our friend over at the Dan Bongino Show, Dan himself, uh, endorses this, as do we. Charlie Kirk, all kinds of great folks. Blackout Coffee, Brutal Awakening, Covert Up Cold Brew, Morning Reaper, Bitch Black Espresso. Not that, but take a look, $15.95 for a bag. That's damn cheap. You get a lot of cups of coffee out of a bag of roasted beans, and it's fresh. It's always robust, full-flavored, Strong coffee, but not bitter. Never bitter because of their roasting process. Check them out. Buy a single bag, give it a try, and you will be hooked. And we got you a deal. 20% off with the promo code J20 at checkout on your first order. J-A-Y-20. J20 at checkout from Blackout Coffee. 20% off your first order. And uh, that's a good Welcome deal. America. That makes that price fasten your all right with the opening stuff, huh? That makes that price even cheaper. Less than one cup of the Starbucks brown water goo you've been drinking. 
Karen Hill, I love that coffee. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> it is good stuff, I'm telling you. If you haven't tried it, please do. Give it a shot. Give it a try like Karen. Round eyes go to Thailand for underage sex workers. Just saying. Sadly, you are not wrong. And that's one of the reasons Thailand has that reputation. Because, yes, a great deal of farangs go to Thailand. And that is exactly what they're looking for, which is disgusting, but it's also the truth. And you know what? Hey, let's just call it what it is. Thailand has a huge sex industry, and sadly, they have a huge underage sex industry. And you can find, I venture to say, absolutely anything you're looking for, for a price. Now, when I went to Thailand, the exchange rate was insane. It was like 45 to 1. It's come down since then. It's not that much. I don't know what it is now. You know what? As a matter of fact, since we're doing this raw live show, let's do, let's do this and we can actually find out live. One Thai bot equals 0 0.028. Wow. Wow. Your one one USD. 36 baht. That's a lot. Not as crazy as when I went there, but that's you would live like a king on a few hundred dollars in Thailand. And Yes, the sex. Okay, fine. Whatever. It happens. It's there. Whatever. But there is so much else about Thailand. Look, I don't work for the Ministry of Tourism. But I'll tell you, one of my, some of my fondest memories came from Thailand. Not just that amulet. But uh, it is a beautiful country. The people there are as warm and welcoming as I've found anywhere on earth. They are simply the most pleasant people you will ever find. Yes, you can find all the other bad stuff you want to find there if you want it. But as far as the Thai people go, they are the most welcoming, wonderful people I think I've, I've ever met. They're amazing. They really are. Love the Thai and love Thailand. All right. So when you don't have a show... Because you don't have, even if you look in our show notes, it said, I don't know, we'll make it up. Who the hell knows what we're going to talk about tonight? <laughs> Ty hookers, maybe. That, that thumbnail probably would have gotten me more viewers. <laughs> oh, man. One of the things that I do when I jump on to put this show together is I go to my X account. I've got other websites. We'll take a look at those too. But this is one of the things that I check out. And this is actually my live X feed. Pulte, who gives money away left and right. He's some philanthropist. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of hookers for the exchange rate. You're right, Aladdin. Uh Instant million bucks or a 50 chance, a 50% chance on 50 million. Which would you choose? I think I'd do the instant million. Anyway, I will dig through this, see what kind of crap the liberals are talking about, 
see what's happening. Uh, John Rich, the singer, he's out there. Cat Turd, who's a lot of fun. Love that guy. He's a great follow. Uh, Governor Hochul, who is a complete idiot from New York. I don't even know if we want to hear what she has to say. Down to Speaker Johnston's office and say, we demand that you do something about the border. Bring it to the floor and we will support it. Use the power that has been given to you because we are being so affected. We have 175,000 migrants who came here. They came here for a better life. They came here for a job. Yeah, chances are most of them came here to kill us. So there you go. Marilyn RPs joined the stream. Welcome, Marilyn. Good to have you along for the ride. Fair warning, we did a lot of talk about Thailand and sex work and hookers tonight, so just be prepared. I think we're past that subject, but there you go. Uh, so I will dig through here, see what's good. I'll even show you what I do here. One of the things I will do is to check out the bookmarks, all the stuff that I want to talk about in future shows. Oh, look here. Yeah, you know what? Here you go. Colorado Representative Scott Bottoms confirmed people are buying... Man, this is hard to talk about. People are buying one to five-year-olds for sex. In this country, he says almost all the time when they're caught, they get off on probation. Probation for buying and raping a child. These times I'm discouraged about my job as a representative, also just what happens here at the Capitol. Take a listen. These are the times that I am discouraged about my job as a representative and also just what happens here at the Capitol. We sat in a committee all day discussing whether or not somebody that buys little children, these are two, three, four, five-year-old kids, and they buy them for sex, that we tried to get a bill through, Representative Bradley sent one through, that was going to put these buyers in jail. Right now, most of the time, they get off on probation, almost all the time, they get off on probation after buying a child and raping a little child. And we tried to say, well, they need to at least serve a minimum of four years. And then we sat and listened to the Democrats fight against this bill, fight against putting these people in jail, and came up with all kinds of reasons, including that these buyers are victims themselves. This is very discouraging, and it's also very disgusting for me that they would actually defend this. And then they voted completely along party lines. The Democrats voted 100% that they did not want to put these pedophiles in jail. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. McGroin Hurts. Hey, another member of the McGroin family. Welcome in. <laughs> Good to have you along. Appreciate you being here. One of the McGroins. McGroin Hurts. How much more will Americans endure these lawless, illegal aliens? You know, this story we just did here about this, these sick, Bastards buying children to have sex with. Democrats not allowing them to go right to prison. Probation is what mostly what they get, which is disgusting. These are your Democrats for you.
Your Democrats are also the ones leaving the border wide open, replacing the people leaving California with illegals. What's up, JJ? <laughs> uh, like I said, McGroin hurts. It's good to have you along. <laughs> Bring the other McGroins along. Have them join in. All right, this, like I said, this is insane, absolutely insane, but they're going to just continue to suck these people into the country, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions at a time. Please, this is February, so March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, nine months from now, you better get out and vote. You better get your friends out to vote. We have to do all that we can because, you know, they are going to do all that they can to make sure that Trump does not get reelected. We cannot, we cannot afford anybody else but that man in that office cleaning up, cleaning out, cleaning house. I don't even know we can survive nine months with this ass and the puppet, puppet masters pulling his strings. Anyway, back at it. Glenn Beck. The Biden-Obama promise to fundamentally transform the United States is almost complete. Boy, ain't that the truth. Name any part of our society you still trust. What a great question. Can, can you think of one? Any part of our government, our society, that you still trust 100%. The government? Never. Culture? Nope. Not even close. Law and order? The Justice Department? No. The economy? The media? Fat chance. Top down, bottom up, inside out. Glenn Beck. Wow. This is cool. Like digging through my... Oh, get this one. Here's one I was going to bring up when I'd done some show prep. This is Klaus Schwab's daughter, that Nazi communist pig. Klaus Schwab. Well, the apple didn't fall far from the tree. Permanent climate lockdowns are coming, whether you like it or not. That, according to this witch, when the uh, World Economic Forum speaks of permanent climate lockdowns, they mean it. The WHO Treaty specifically states that climate can be used. We talked about this as a health crisis. Listen to this. This is Klaus Schwab's daughter. This crisis has shown us that, first of all, things can shift very rapidly when we put our minds to it and when we feel the immediate emergency to our livelihoods. And second, that um, clearly the system, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, that we had before is not sustainable. So I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really to have this great reset and to use this huge flows you know, of money to use the increased levers that policymakers have today in a way that was not possible before to create a change that is not incremental. 
but that we can look back and we can say this is the moment where we really started to position you know, nature at the core of the economy. Nobody wants your crap. Nobody's interested. Uh, Pete Budbeg says, so Jay, who or whom are pulling Biden's puppet strings? I would say the main puller is likely Obama. I just think that's pretty obvious. Otherwise, rice, whatever, take your pick. Certainly not that demented bag of rotting oatmeal. He couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. Hunter J. Biden, really? What an honor. Hunter Biden has followed the show. Thank you, Hunter. I think. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Not right-wing conspiracy theories again. Are you kidding me? I got so many right-wing conspiracy theories, I could just keep them up for the rest of my life. Problem is, we're actually running out of conspiracy theories because they're turning out to be true. I don't have that many more conspiracy theories because all the theories have wound up being true. Yeah, Obama Inc. Exactly, Pete. Hey, here's one from DC Drano. This, oh, this is some scary crap, folks. The American Red Cross is now asking blood donors if they've ever received the COVID clot shot. If you answer yes, you have to call ahead to see if you're still eligible. I thought the vaccine was safe and effective. What are they hiding? Look at this. American Red Cross Rapid Pass. Have you ever had a coronavirus COVID-19 vaccine? Yes, no, skip. If you answer yes, please call 1-800-RED-CROSS before coming in to donate to determine if this will affect your eligibility. Interesting. Really? By the way, there is, I saw this also on X, there is someone who called and recorded the call to a Red Cross blood donation site asking about whether or not uh, non-vaccinated blood was available. And they said, no, they don't have it categorized by vaccinated or non-vaccinated. The only way to guarantee you can get non-vaccinated blood is if you pre-donate it for yourself, if you are non-vaccinated, of course, or from family members who might donate specifically for you. So, yeah. Interesting. Now they want to see, when you donate blood to the Red Cross, whether or not you have vaccinated blood or not. Most interesting. All right. And speaking of conspiracy theories, the rest of my bookmarks all the way down through here all have to do with 9-11 because I'm still putting together my one full huge show on the bullshit that is 9-11. You want to talk conspiracies? I got a bunch of them for you. We're going to fill a whole hour plus with nothing but 9-11 stories. Aladdin, why didn't Obama move out of D.C. after hoodwinking Americas for eight years? Uh, that's a good question, because he's still very much involved in politics. Not going to let anybody uh, get in his way. All right. 
So it goes on and on and on. More and more. This crap just has to stop, seriously. All right. Let me tell you about one more of our sponsors here, and that is if you care about your health. You know, as you get older, your health becomes more important than ever. Your checkups start to go downhill a bit, sadly. Well, there is a way to keep yourself healthy, wealthy, and wise, and that's fruits and veggies. I know you've heard this since you were a kid. You got to eat your fruits and veggies. Well, maybe you don't like them. Maybe it's a pain in the butt in order to buy them, store them, prepare them before they go off. There's a way. There's a brilliant way, and that is Brickhouse Nutrition. Fruits and vegetables are the key to healthy living. But while they're the anchor of any healthy diet, the problem is, like I said, hard to cook. You got to shop. You got to prepare them. You got to hope they don't go rotten before you get to them, which happens a lot. They're perishable. How many times have you bought them only to have your fruits and veggies go off before you even get to eat them? Well, Field of Greens, it's a science-backed formula of specific, healthy, wholesome fruits and vegetables all ground up into an amazing tasting powder. Brickhouse Nutrition puts together all of these amazing products, including Field of Greens, which is the one I cannot recommend enough. It is absolutely incredible. This is a powder. It's 100% USDA organic fruits and vegetables, nothing else. No supplements, no additives, just a healthy mix prepared by doctors, physicians, of all the fruits and veggies you need, you put in one scoop a day into green tea, orange juice, whatever, whatever you like, even just water if you want, and that's it. You will notice the difference. Get yourself a package here of Field of Greens. Comes in some great tasting flavors. They're natural. They're wild berry, which is really tasty. Lemonade, lemon lime, all these great varieties here. Check it out. You get a great discount when you use the link in our show notes, which is right down there. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Get a great deal from the Jay Sheldon Show using our link and get yourself back on track with your health. It's not that difficult to do. It's a lot easier than going out and shopping for vegetables and fruits, having to pick the right ones, the right kind, get them all prepared, cook them, eat them. One scoop a day. And your doctor will notice the difference too, as will you. Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens, check them out. Thank you, Brickhouse. One of our great sponsors here on the show. All right, what else we got going on? Here's what else I do when I check out my show prep. I'm just showing you what I do. I check left sites, right sites, all kinds of different sites to see what people are talking about, what the latest is. What? Go rub your lamp and stop spreading outlandish propaganda about Barack. Um, A, it's not propaganda. B, uh, no, not going to stop. <clears throat> and thank you, Aladdin, for your comment. <laughs> I think I'll leave it off the air. AT&T outage leaves thousands without cell service across the U.S. Wow, that story from just an hour ago. Holy crap. Did you, did you lose your cell service? This just happened. 
Thousands across America left without cell service Thursday. AT&T and other service providers encountered network outages. You want a conspiracy theory? Maybe the Chinese are having a practice run. Left customers unable to make calls, send texts, uh, text, or use the internet on their mobile phones, prompting safety warnings from authorities. Ouch! Space company to attempt the first private moon landing. Interesting. I didn't think they wanted anybody going to moon to the moon. Intuitive Machines going to attempt to become the first business to land a private spacecraft on the moon Thursday. If the touchdown is successful, could be the genesis of a lunar economy and the anticipated era of privatized for-profit moon exploration. What a cool idea. What else we got? What's happening over on the Daily Caller? <laughs> Anyone seen Joe? Forget basement campaigns. It's been a whole basement presidency for Joe Biden. Boy, ain't that the truth. You remember all the press cons? How many times you saw President Trump out in front of the cameras and microphones? Constantly. Constantly. Fighting with them. Fighting at them. When was the last time Joe Biden had an, a legit press con? A legit press con. Not the crap he's been doing. Family phones say SOS, and my six, my old six has two bars. Really? So maybe you are affected. Apparently from that story, they just completely cut out. It wasn't available at all. Across America, millions of people affected by it. Wow. Uh, Democrats' Senate nightmare may have just come true. That's a good one. Biden's brother, hey, hey Hunter. Here's one on your uh, dad. Biden, Joe Biden's brother switched up story on China deal after lawmakers showed him the receipts. Eh. What else we got? Who else do we talk about? Oh, we go to the, uh, the red state. Love this site. Great site. If you're not on these sites, check them out, by the way. This is a lot of the source of a lot of my news. <laughs> Pelosi posts vile false tweet about teenagers' death blames the GOP and then gets schooled with the actual facts. Let's check that out, shall we, from Nicarama. Look at this idiot. Some Democrats will do and say anything to further their own control, no matter who it might hurt. Pelosi, one such Democrat, seems to play this game that everything she does is for the children, smirking as she says it, as if she's laughing about what she has the nerve to say. Her comment concerning the death of a teenager in Oklahoma and an attempt to blame it on Republicans is just vile. 16-year-old Nex Benedict, identified as non-binary, involved in a physical altercation in a bathroom at school sent to the hospital, sent home, next day had a medical emergency, taken to the hospital, and died. The family said Benedict had bruising on his face from the fight which happened in the school's bathroom, it was being bullied, 
Police haven't yet uh, commented on the cause of the altercation. But the preliminary finding by the ME indicated the teenager did not die from trauma. Pelosi didn't wait for the facts. Too busy trying to use this death to attack Republicans. She did this even though the news broke shortly after she posted the tweet on Wednesday that the death wasn't due to trauma. And even though the very article she cited said it wasn't known if the death was related to the incident at school. Here's what she posted. Next Benedict's death from a brutal assault in their high school bathroom is outrageous and heartbreaking. The anti-trans fever fueled by extreme Republicans across the country is having deadly consequences for our children. We must stand up against anti-trans hate. Pelosi got schooled by a lot of people. She still has not removed the tweet because she's Nancy Pelosi and that's what she does. Unbelievable. All right. One or two more here. What else? We go? Oh, Reclaim the Net, which is a very cool site. One of my main go-tos when it comes to uh, stories to follow up on and stuff that's happening. Bill Gates' partner, Gavi Vaccine Alliance, targets online MAMES. The group says MAMES are health disinformation super spreaders. Actually, fact is, Billy, usually these MAMES are truth spreaders. They complain they can evade fact checkers and content moderators. Oh, so you can't censor us. Is that what it is? Suffer. UK University pushing for more friction in private messages to reduce misinformation, which is basically information they just simply don't want you to know about. That's how it works. Wow. Google AI tool Gemini accused of racism for refusing to create images of white people. <clears throat> Why am I completely not surprised? It's pre-programmed understanding of diversity. Give me an image of a medieval knight. This is what Google's AI art gave. Got Asian, looks maybe black, perhaps Latino of some kind. These are the, that's all they said, a medieval knight. Who, by the way, chances are the medieval knight would have been Caucasian. <laughs> Unbelievable. Google Gemini, the chatbot known for its image generation abilities, seemingly resistant to generating any images of white people. You know, diversity and equity and all that bullshit. Such crap. Oh, man. All right. I got to call it a night. Well, not a night, but... Okay, yeah, okay, bug eater. Mames are existential threat to democracy. 
<laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah, bug eater. Exactly. Mames. An existential threat to democracy. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. All right. Let's get on to a little piece of our book, and then we'll close it off for tonight. Uh, we do read books on this show. We've done all kinds of classic children's literature, stuff like um, The Jungle Book, Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, White Fang. Right now we're doing The Five Little Peppas and how they grew. And we are dealing with the measles at the moment. Franzi came down with the measles first, and now when he gets back, it appears Ben might have it too. So let's continue on with the five little peppers and how they grew. Oh, Ben, she cried, flinging her arms around his neck and bursting into tears. Don't, please, I, I wish you wouldn't. Phronsie's got him, and that's enough. Got what? asked Ben, while Davy's eyes grew to their widest proportions. Measles, cried Polly, bursting out afresh. The hatefulest, horridest measles. And now you're taken. No, I'm not, responded Ben cheerfully, who knew what measles were. Wipe up, Polly, I'm all right. Only my head aches, my, my eyes feel funny. But Polly, only half reassured, controlled her sobs and the sorrowful trio repaired to mother. Oh, dear, ejaculated Mrs. Peppers, thinking in the chair in dismay at the sight of Ben's red face. Whatever shall we do now? The prop and stay of her life would have been taken away if Ben should be laid aside. No more stray half or quarter dollars would come out to help her when she didn't know where to turn. Polly cleared off the deserted table, and for once Joel had all the bread and butter he wanted. Ben took some of Phronsie's medicine, crawled up into the loft to bed, and quiet settled down on the little household. Polly, whispered Ben as she tucked him in. It'll be hard buckling to now for you, but I guess he'll do it. Oh, dear, Polly said to herself the next morning, trying to get a breakfast for the sick ones out of the inevitable mush. Everything's just as bad as it can be. They can't ever eat this. I wish I had an ocean of toast. Toast some of the bread in the pail, Polly, said Mrs. Pepper. She looked worn and worried. She'd been up nearly all night, back and forth in Ben's bed in the loft, to restless, fretful little Phronsie in the big four-poster in the bedroom. For Phronsie wouldn't get into the crib. Polly tried her best to help her and rubbed her eyes diligently to keep awake, but she was wholly unaccustomed to it, and her healthy, tired little body succumbed. And then when she awoke, shame and remorse filled her very heart. That isn't nice, Ma, she said, glancing at the poor old pail, which she'd brought out of the provisions room. Old brown bread, I, I want to fix him something nice. Well, you can't, you know, said Mrs. Pepper with a sigh, but you've got butter now. That'll be splendid. I know it said Polly, running to the corner cupboard where the precious morsel and the blue bowl remained. Whatever should we do without it, Mammy? Do without it, said Mrs. Pepper, same as we've always done. Well, 
"'Twas splendid in Mrs. Henderson to give it to us anyway," said Polly, longing for just one taste. "'Seems as if it was a year I was there. Oh, Ma, and here?' Polly took up the thread that had been so rudely snapped. "'Don't you think she's got ten of the prettiest, yes, the sweetest little chickens you ever saw? Why can't we have some, Mammy?' "'Cost money,' replied Mrs. Pepper. "'Got too many in the house to have any outside.' "'Oh, dear,' said Polly, with a red face that was toasting about as much as the bread she was holding on the point of an old fork. "'We've never had anything.' "'There,' she added at last, "'that's the best I can do. "'Now I'll put the butter on this little boo plate. "'Ain't that cunning, Ma?' "'Yes.' said Mrs. Pepper approvingly. It takes you, Polly. So Polly trotted first to Ben, up the crooked low stairs to the loft, while she regaled him with the brown toast and butter. She kept her tongue flying on the subject of the little chicks, saw in the famous Henderson visit. Poor Ben pretended hard to eat, but didn't eat anything, really. Polly saw it all and cut her to the heart, so she talked faster than ever. Now, she said, starting to go back to Phronsie, Ben Pepper, just as soon as you get well, we'll have some chickens. So there. Guess we shan't get them very soon, said Ben despondently. If I've got a lie here, and besides, Polly, you know every bit we can't save, he's got to go for the new stove. Oh, dear, said Polly, I forgot that. So it has. Seems to me... Everything's giving out. You can't bake any longer in that old thing, said Ben, turning over and looking at her. Poor girl, I, I don't know how you've stood it for so long. And we've been stuffing it, cried Polly, till twon't stuff any more. No, said Ben, turning back again. That's all worn out. Well, you must go to sleep, said Polly, for Mammy will be up here and Phronsie hasn't had her breakfast either. Phronsie was wailing away dismally, sitting up in the middle of the old bed. Her face pricked, she said. She was rubbing it vigorously with both fat little hands and then crying worse than ever. Oh, me, oh my, cried Polly. How you look, Phronsie. I want Mammy, cried poor Phronsie. Mammy can't come now, Phronsie, dear. She's sewing. See what Polly's got for you. Butter, isn't that splendid? Phronsie stopped for just a moment, took a mouthful, but the toast was hard and dry, and she cried harder than before. Now, said Polly, curling up in bed beside her, if you stop crying, Phronsie Pepper, I'll tell you about the cunningest, yes, the very cunningest little chickens you ever saw. One was white, and he looked just like this, said Polly, tumbling over on the bed in a heap. He couldn't stand up straight. He was so fat. Did he bite? asked Phronsie, full of interest. No, he didn't bite me, said Polly, but his mother put a bug in his mouth, just as I'm doing, you know, and she broke off a small piece of the toast and put on it a generous piece of butter and held it over Phronsie's mouth. Did he swallow it? asked the child, obediently opening her little red lips. Oh, snapped it, said Polly, quick as ever he could, I tell you. 
but twasn't good like this, Phronsie. Did he have two bugs? asked Phronsie, eyeing suspiciously the second morsel of dry toast that Polly was conveying to her mouth. Well, he would have, replied Polly, if there had been bugs enough, but there were nine other chicks, Phronsie. Poor chickies, said Phronsie looking lovingly at the rest of the toast and butter on the plate while Polly fed it to her, listening with absorbed interest to all the particulars concerned each and every chicken in the Henderson hen coop. Mother, said Polly towards evening, I'm going to sit up with Ben tonight, so I may do, Mother. You can't, replied Mrs. Pepper. You'll get worn out. And what shall I do? Joel can't hand him his medicine. Oh, Joel would tumble to sleep, Mammy, the first thing. Let me. Perhaps Phronsie'll let me go tonight, said Mrs. Pepper, reflectively. No, she won't. I know, replied Polly decisively. She wants to see you all the time. I will, Polly, said Davy, coming in with an armful of wood in time to hear the conversation. I'll give him his medicine. Can I, Mammy? And David let down his load and came over where his mother and Polly sat sewing to urge his rights. I don't know, said his mother, smiling. Can you, do you think? Yes, ma'am, said Davy, straightening himself up. When they told Ben, he said he knew a better way than for Davy to watch. He'd have a string tied to Davy's arm and hold the end in bed, and when it was time for his medicine, he'd pull the string, and that would wake Davy up. Well, Polly didn't sleep much more on her shakedown on the floor than if she'd watched with Ben. And that's where we will leave it for today, and we'll pick it up again at that spot tomorrow at the end of our uh, shoe. Thank you so much for popping by and hanging out, having a little fight with Hunter, huh? <laughs> That's all right. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> Thanks so much, everybody, for popping by. If you don't mind, hit that thumbs up button. Hit the follow button. Check out our sponsors. Go buy something. Would you help to support the show and support our sponsors? I will see you all again tomorrow. You just heard the Jay Sheldon Show. Join us Monday through Friday here on Rumble. Thanks for watching. Snort. <laughs>